Hey, Slay. Hey, everyone. It's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina. And welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. And we are so pumped to have Oligo Professional as our sponsor for the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. Nina, you rock my soul, girl. Ooh, I love when you sing to me. Baby, <laughs> you know I know you do. It's always good. I and love today, it. Uh, and today is such an awesome, special day for the podcast. Are you pumped? I'm so pumped because, you know, we wanted to kind of do, you know, we always do our, you know, our life out loud, but we wanted to do something a little bit different and kind of turn um, some of the things that, you know, we've been going through and, and we would say difficult times and kind of make a positive spin on it and really kind of learn more about this amazing person that we both know and love, but also shed some light on some positive things that you could be doing with your team in your business and kind of like flip the script a little bit, like what our guest kind of said before when we were chatting. So I'm really, really excited about our guest today. So we're not going to waste time. Why don't you just bring her in? Let's do it. Oh my God. I feel like I just have the amazing pleasure of doing <laughs> this. Um, I do want to say before I announce her handle on Instagram and her name, mm-hmm. I do want to say, Nina, we both met her at the same time, um, yeah. I believe. And it was at the Gina Bianca. It was the collab class. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I think I, I met you. I met her before though, one time. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah. I met her there with me and I met both of you. Yes. But one thing that I will say is that that day changed my life forever. Hands because down. Because I met you, I met, you know, our guest. And one thing I will say is that our guest who is coming on has changed my life for the better because we've already done multiple classes together. Mm. We are vulnerable with each other. We share, you know, our deepest things. We get it, you know, all up into the gigs together. (laughs) And I'm so happy to be having her on the podcast. She is a salon owner, a influencer, an amazing human. And I want to welcome Lindsay Little, aka Bang Bang Podcast. Yes, welcome Hi, to guys. my podcast. Hey. Hello, hello. Hey, hey girl. I know. We're so excited to have you. This is really, and this is such a perfect time too, because you have some really cool things that you're going to be sharing with us. So we're really excited. So thanks for taking time out of your day to chat with us for the next hour or so. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. I'm beyond excited to be here. This is so fun for me and I love you both so much. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, we, so I'm going to tell you now that we announced her. So I did meet Lindsay before, um, not too long before at a, there was a a class at her salon before that she was at and I met her and it was amazing and we clicked. And then of course, then we did the class together at Gina Bianca's, which was awesome because then we were all together. And so I have watched you grow Lindsay over time because you know you opened a salon and you've been doing all the things but I don't like I'm excited to learn more about you too because you know we're we don't chat on the phone or we like don't hang but we're cool like I love you of course yeah. and you love me but I'm excited <laughs> about learning more about you so that's why I'm like super like I was like yes let's get her on so we can learn a little bit more so let's kind of dive in and I want to know your story. Tell everybody who's listening, tell a little bit about your story, how long you've been in the business, why you got into the industry, and just kind of your journey and walk through 
um, you know, your path in the beauty industry. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, well, I mean, people do look at me and think that I'm rather young, which I'm not mad about. (laughs) I am missing my Botox right now, but I am going to be 37 very soon. And I've actually been doing hair for almost 20 years, which is wild. Um, and I started right out of high school. I was 18 years old and I went to hair school right away. And in Connecticut, uh, where I'm from, it was 11 months. So I just banged it out and I went right to work at a salon, got an amazing training there. And I feel like I was brought up in this industry, um, actually on a really good note, which was nice. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of people's stories and they've had, you know, really, you know, toxic, you know, salons that they've worked for and bad experiences. And I have to say, I've had really amazing experiences in this awesome. industry. And I think it's part of why I am where I am today. And I give a lot of credit to those, you know, leaders, especially the first lawn that I worked at. I had such incredible mentors that really like brought me up on like the right foot. So yeah, I've been doing hair almost 20 years and I've been in Boston for about uh, 16 of those years. And I worked up and down Newberry Street, which is like the Rodeo Drive of Boston. There's like 87 salons, which is wild. And I worked at four, um, and I just opened Loom, which is my salon uh, right outside of Boston. It's still part of Boston, but a little suburb called Oak Square. And um, we opened a little over a year ago, and it's it's been the most amazing adventure. Like I never would have thought I would have been a business owner. And when people, all my clients used to ask me, you know, when are you going to open a salon? And I would say like, but you know, I don't want to do that. Like it just wasn't something that I dreamt of, but. I definitely hit a point in my career where it was like the inevitable next step for me. And it kind of just happened organically. And I feel really lucky for that too, because I think it happened at the right time when I was ready for it. And um, it's been like an unbelievable experience for me. So I feel really grateful to have an amazing group of girls and I've learned so much about myself and yeah, it's been an incredible ride. So pretty much me in a nutshell. That's awesome. And, but you're an educator as well too. I mean, I know that you yep. and Jay have done classes together, but yeah. uh, tell us a little bit more about you know, yep. the education side to you too. Well, Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> um, both of my parents actually went to school to teach and my mom is an art teacher. So both of my parents actually went to art school and that's where they met. And so I grew up in like a really artistic family and we were all really creatively driven. So again, I never thought I wanted to teach. That wasn't a passion of mine. But as I, you know, kind of grew in this industry and, um, you know, hit those plateaus, again, it just kind of became this inevitable next step where people started reaching out to me and kind of asking me for help and, um, you know, kind of wanting those, that kind of mentor relationship. And I, I really quickly realized how much I loved it. And so I started off really small, like mentoring you know, maybe two or three girls at a time and um, just kind of doing it like, you know, kind of privately on the side. And then I had a local salon ask if I would teach and they're really big. It's like a 3000 square foot salon with like 50 stylists. And I went there four times. And after doing that and teaching in front of like a bigger, you know, audience and, and like reaching other stylists and getting to connect on that level, it was so rewarding. And I was like, I love this. So I was so lucky to have Gina be, you know, one of the first to definitely like ask me to collab. And I'm, I'm all about community. I like absolutely love that. And so I got to meet Jay and we fell in love. (laughs) Yeah. It was just, you know, one class after the next, I just, um, I grew such a passion for it and it really has become, um, 
just such a love. So I've really enjoyed that. And um, I'm excited to get back into education soon. I have to say that I get the opportunity and so do you, all of us, to have experiences with fellow educators. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like our tribe that we live in, we're all about, you know, connecting and getting into it together and all of that. But bang, bang, this is not like shade on anyone else. Cause I mean, I love teaching with you, but there's like certain things like people in your life that when you go on to a stage and Nina, me and you have this, but bang, bang, I love sharing a stage with you and (laughs) really just, you inspire me. I do. Like you inspire me when I'm next to you because your credibility in this industry is phenomenal and the way that you lead. And I said this before we got on the podcast and I just want to say it to everyone listening. If I wanted a boss, I would want you to be my boss. Hmm. For real. I would. And I would just, I would move to Boston. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, but I would. (laughs) Teaching with you is magical. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, you feed off of other people's creative energy and you definitely like are that catalyst for me for sure. I feel like teaching with you is just like fun on a whole nother level. So <laughs> I'm glad the feeling's mutual. Such a love fest. Yes. I, I know there is a lot of love and I love it. Uh, you know, so I think that now, so you are one year in on your salon, right? And now yeah. we have we're doing crisis. We're in crisis mode yep. we're in COVID. We're, we're yeah. in all of the deep water, right? As we're kind of walking through this. And mm-hmm. so as a newer salon owner, such a trying time. And there are a lot of salon owners out there that have only been in business for a year, year and a half, some even six months and less. Right. Yeah. And so I know that this was really important for you to talk about Lindsay. And I want to make sure that we can shed some light and give some light to the situation that's going on, which we would consider some, you know, very dark times. So I'm curious to know how you were able to find and create opportunity during such a difficult time with your team, with your guests, and just create more opportunity in your business as opposed to being and living and staying kind of in that dark stage, which we've all been there. Like I have, like we all have had to live in the darkness of this because we're all going through it at different times. Right. But I'm excited to learn more about how you've created more opportunity in your business during this time. Yeah. So, I mean, it it was definitely like a soul searching, um, experience for me. I think the first couple of weeks of quarantine, um, I wanted to give everyone time to transition. I didn't want to come in hot. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to come in hot with the team and, and kind of add, I guess, like extra pressure on the situation. I wanted everyone to be able to have time to kind of transition into being at home and, and everyone, you know, has different lives, like with kids and whatnot. So kind of leaving that time just to get used to things. And then, you know, after seeing what was circulating on social media, I'm always somebody that I haven't really, you know, watched much of the news. I'm not like a politically driven person. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, ignorance is bliss for me, I guess you can say, like, I kind of like to live in, you know, my like la la land, um, (laughs) for, you know, lack of a better like term, I guess, but I really do. And so for me, there was so much negativity and everything was so negatively driven that I had to kind of sit back and say, how can I make this less scary for everybody? Like, how can I make this less scary for clients? How can I make this less scary for my team? Because I think as a business owner too, you're going to have those fears of, 
what if you lose people? What if there has been too much time and people have, you know, started to, you know, get less inspired or question their careers, you know, with that fear? Like, do I want to do something else or I'm not going to make enough money or, you know, all of these things. So I think that fear was real for me. Um, not that I really thought any of my girls would leave me, but I think it's a, I think it's a legitimate fear that, that would cross anybody's mind. So I had to like address it for myself. And so it really just triggered, like, how can I make this positive? Like, how can I just spin this in a positive light so that we're not talking about all of the things we can't do, but like talking about the things that we can do, like the yes. things that we can control because there's so much that we can't control. And that's something else that's really triggering for me as a personality. So, you know, trying to focus on things that I could control and I, I could manifest for myself rather than things that people were telling me that I couldn't do. Um, so one of them is, if you want me to get right into it. Get into it, girl. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so one of them is, you know, for my team, I mean, obviously we've been staying in touch. We've been having FaceTime hangouts. Um, and once a week it's business and once a week it's pleasure. So once a week we kind of touch base with like what's going on you know, with what we're hearing from the governor and like talking about like logistics and things that need to be talked about. And then we obviously like still catch up. And then another one is like, let's just hang out and just still connecting with them. And I feel like that's really important. Um, and you know, I was missing them like crazy. So I think just keeping in touch and checking in and having like the check-ins that you would in the salon, but having FaceTime check-ins was really right. important. Um, and so I've like put together kits. So as part of like sanitation, obviously there's like new protocols and we're still waiting to hear from the state of Massachusetts, like what exactly those are going to be. So I think it's a question mark for everyone still. Um, but I thought it would just be fun and cute as if I got all the girls like a new kit. So like everyone's going to have like their own box of like Fermar foils and like new wet brushes and new clips and, you oh, know, that's all so cute. I love that so new, much. Yeah. Just so it's like, you know, you're excited. And I've been working really hard also within all of the reorganization, but doing like aesthetically fun things in the salon, kind of like revamping it, like adding new tile and like making our break room, like really cute and like painting it and just making it fun and cheery. So again, like people are excited to come back to work and like see yes. those positive changes instead of seeing all of the maybe negative, you know, changes like, well, now we have to wear all these disposable, you know, things and right. whatever. But instead I have all these exciting, like new brushes and new foils I get to use. And so that's kind of what I've been working on for them. Um, and then as far as clients, I kind of, you know, with the thought of not blow drying, which is a big question mark too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people are doing it and some people aren't. And I think that it'll still be a personal choice depending on like what, you know, your state tells you. But with that, I didn't want clients to feel gypped. I didn't want them to feel like, well, they have to leave with soaking wet hair and mm -hmm. you're not, they're not going to have the same style or they have to go back to work or whatever it might be. So I'm kind of doing a wet bar vibe. And introducing, um, you know, fun, exciting ways to not only promote retail for wet styling, so focusing on, you know, um, sea salt sprays and mm -hmm. curl creams and even products, which honestly you don't sell that much of. So it's like the perfect time to also great idea sales on retail yeah. that kind of sits on your shelf, right? So introducing ways to wet style in the chair and educating your clients on how they can curl their hair better naturally, like that beach vibe. We're so lucky that we're going into summer. Like y'all yes. are in California, so you don't know the season. <laughs> oh, we know but the seasons because we're East Coast here, people. We know the seasons. 
over here in the Northeast, it's real cold and it snowed the other day. So we're just excited that it's going to at least be summer and hopefully clients will be excited about, you know, learning like the beach hair and how to have like, you know, that just summer, that summer wet look that could be really chic. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, we're going to be offering like really fun accessories and kind of having like options for if you want to do like a braid or if you want to do, you know, like a really tight ballerina bun, like the Mm nineties style with the clips, like just so many different options. And I think it's a great way to educate your clients again on new styles and offer them something that they still probably wouldn't be able to pull off themselves at home and they can still feel confident leaving the salon and excited. And it's a great way to, you know, instead of losing your blow dry cost, you can charge for that wet styling. So, you know, it's another opportunity to like increase your sale instead of, um, you know, having to get rid of it completely. I'm I'm loving so fired up, Nina. Oh my gosh. Bang, bang. I'm literally like ecstatic (laughs) and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to now. Okay. I'm going to take some time and make a wet menu. Thank you so much for like inspiring us on that. Like it's phenomenal because what I love is like, now you're like shifting the energy. Like we're talking about and you're saying, okay, this is the cards we're dealt. How do I successfully move and shake with my team and my guests to get them excited again? Right. You don't have to live in that negative space of you know, where we're going with our business. And it's like a new opportunity. Yeah. Right. Which is all about, I mean, that's what we're all about is like creating that opportunity. And I'm like trying to, I'm, I'm like so excited about this because there are a lot of questions about, well, what if I don't do a blow dry? And now obviously I'm not going to charge them for that service. I love that you're incorporating a, like a wet styling fee, you know, obviously if they're getting a braid or they're getting a bun or something really cool, but on the flip side of this, and Jay and I go all in about retail in one of our yes. podcasts, you're also retailing accessories. You're also retailing those wet styling products and you're getting people excited or maybe even trying new styles that they haven't before. So now they need new retail products that they haven't purchased before. And those people will be re- repeat buyers because now they're hooked on that sea salt spray or that cute little accessory and they need more. So I love that you brought that up and that you're really sharing that with everyone because really it is about trying to ease people's minds and getting them to see the opportunity in, in what is happening right now. And there's so, so much opportunity. So thanks for sharing that. I'm all about it. Like I'm so woke. And, and I also, Lindsay, I want, I want us, we've, me and Nina have been like clued in on you and we've been witnessing (laughs) that you've been doing other magical stuff within your business. And I just really want you to like kind of dive deeper with us and like, you know, other opportunities that, you know, fellow salon owners and stylists can, Mm -hmm. you know, really expand their brand and what that has done for you during this time that you like really navigated it in a different way. So if you could share that magic with all of us and what benefits that you saw that came with it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I definitely can't say this is an original idea because I had, you know, seen some other friends doing something similar, but in kind of cleaning out what all my back stock at the salon, which I'm sure a lot of saloners know, you get that, you know, just yes. like graveyard of products that you're like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And obviously like, I'm lucky enough to have brands, you know, send me product and 
and swag for things. So I had like an abundance of, you know, things that I really wanted to kind of flush out. And I thought it was like a great opportunity to make like love, like I called them hair love boxes, but kind Mm -hmm. of like a goodie box or a goodie, uh, goodie bag, I guess, of, um, products that were customized for my clients. Um, and it was a great way to connect with them Mm -hmm. on a personal level and reach out because we also, we have our online shop. So clients could shop retail through our website, but I wanted to figure out a different way that it was coming directly from us because we host, um, our shop is through like our distributor. So it ships through them, but I wanted to do something that was going to come directly from loom. So I put together these boxes and, um, there was different size options. So based on your budget, it was kind of like, you know, starting from $50 up to a hundred dollars. And there was three different sizes. And I also have an apparel line. So So I am launching a new apparel line for the spring. And so I also wanted to kind of have the opportunity to do like a sale, I guess, Mm -hmm. on my apparel that I had left over from the last season. So the boxes included a t-shirt or a tank top or a sweatshirt, hair accessories, products. um, And it was wild. It was, it was really fun because it gave me, you know, it gave me something to do to stay busy. Number one, which was (laughs) I feel like I was like UPS out of my house. I had to figure out how to set up shipping and, you know, how all of that stuff was going to work. And it was just an entirely, you know, new business for me, but it was really fun. And, um, the feedback that I was getting was so positive and clients were just so happy and like excited. And it just like, who doesn't want to get, you know, like a fun box showing up at their doorstep with all their favorite things, you know? So, um, after that, I, I did mother's day boxes because I had such a, a great, you know, um, feedback from clients. So then the same clients wanted to get, you know, boxes for their mom, which I thought was another really special way to even reach out to clients that aren't necessarily ours now, but could potentially be in the future now that they know about our salon and have tried our products and kind of love what we're about. So it was a great way to reach out, stay connected, um, and, and let people still, you know, have those luxuries at home, even though they couldn't get them in the salon. So it was really a fun thing to do. So good. I'm, I love a good box. Let's just say that. I love a good box. And so now you have my mind turning too for the salon owners and even independents that are listening. You can, you can have a box that you could transition to Christmas that you could, I mean, there's this box you can utilize for different times in your business, different seasons, different events. So there's so many things that you can utilize this box for and kind of change it up. And it could be new customers that you're acquiring. And I know that, and listen, you may have someone that's not even a client on your Instagram or on your Facebook and see this box that you're creating, love the product, love what it is, and just purchase the box. Oh, it's amazing. Right? You could be getting new guests from creating something like this. So I think it's smart. I've seen some people who have been doing it. I love it. I think it's really creative and it brings a personal touch to your business as well. So good jobs on that. Yeah. And I love that you adapt and evolve with your business and you just Mm -hmm. see opportunity, you know, you work through that like negative space and you can get locked down into it, but you go, okay, look at the opportunity that I have in front of me. How can we celebrate this? And, you know, get new guests or celebrate the guests that we already have. And, you know, you, you, I think a lot of us as artists, and I know you talked about this, but it's like, we kind of put a lot of pressure on us Mm -hmm. that maybe our ideas won't stick. 
Right. And you did the opportunity of actually creating it and seeing what it would do. And then you were like, oh, wait, this is magical. <laughs> so I think we should all really, you know, allow ourselves to produce new and fun and exciting things, you know, going in it with the numbers, Nina, on your side. Numbers on check. Also just allowing yourself (laughs) to like fill those new innovative things that will work with your business. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that as creatives, like you just said it and it's like, we have to kind of find new ways to be creative right now. We have to kind of, you know, dig deep and, and figure out how we can do these things remotely and how we can, you know, integrate them even going back. And like, I'll definitely continue to do those boxes. I think it's a great gift idea. They're easy enough to put together. Um, and they're just special. So yeah, I mean, we, we were very lucky to even have new clients reach out for them. So the opportunity is endless. And I think that, you know, everybody can have the same opportunity. Like anybody can kind of put something like that together. So for sure. And I think it's thinking outside of the box, no pun intended, No pun. (laughs) thinking outside of the box when it comes to creating a brand, you know, I mean, it's like really thinking outside of the box because it's like, we get, (laughs) we get stuck in doing hair. We get stuck in being a business owner. We get stuck in serving other people, but there are so many other ways that you can create streams of revenue in your business. And I think now is the time where people are really starting to kind of dig a little bit deeper into those things. So I'm going to pivot here a little bit because I want to talk about, because we've been talking about all the greatness and all the good things that you've been doing in your business, but we're both curious. And I'm sure that, you know, the listeners are curious too, is, you know, for you to kind of share and tell us a little bit about a difficult time or a challenging time that you had in your business where you were like, I'm ready to throw in the towel. How am I going to get through this? Like, I think that it's important for everyone to know that nothing is ever perfect. You know, yeah. especially if you're going to open up a salon, it never goes the way that you plan. So I'm just curious to hear about a challenging time and kind of how you work through it. Oh my God. Yes. There was definitely a challenging time and it's, you know, being a new business owner too, it it did not feel, it does not feel that far away. Um, So when I was looking for salons, I looked for about a year and I put Mm -hmm. a lot of time and energy into it. And when I got um, to the exciting part of finding a space and starting construction and, you know, I really crossed my T's and dotted my I's and my husband's an architect and I had all my ducks in a row and I thought we were like good to go. And I think out of everyone I've talked to, I have probably had one of the hardest times opening my Mm. business. Um, I don't think I could have been any more prepared and I was definitely not prepared for what um, I faced. So the state of Massachusetts is really difficult and stringent with what they already require. But for whatever reason, I was just dealt a bad hand. Um, I definitely had to deal with some things that other salons in my area didn't. And I just think it was like luck of the draw or bad luck of the draw. So I had my lease for about six months before I could even open. So I was working at my you know, past salon and I had to pay those expenses. I had to pay for the build out and I had to have like the anxiety of like, was this even going to work out? I mean, I actually hit roadblocks where I had people telling me that my space wasn't going to pass inspection because oh my gosh, a spiral staircase. And we had all these things and, you know, all these fire codes that we ran into, like you, you know, you have to get a new test for the chair that you have. And it was just like all these crazy, crazy restrictions that 
Um, it was incredibly daunting. And I, I had so many dark days of just like hysterically crying in my husband's arms. Like, is this ever going to happen for me? Like I wanted it so bad. And I just felt like the harder I tried, like the harder it was. Um, but thankfully, you know, it ended well and, um, it, it was a happy story at the end of the day, yeah. but, um, it was incredibly hard. And I think that quarantine for sure, like brought a lot of those same emotions up like in the beginning, because, again, like I'm just someone that, you know, um, I can call myself a control freak. I can own that all day long. And it, it's hard for me to be in situations where I don't, you know, know how things are going to turn out. And I don't know, um, you don't have control over how long they're going to be. Right. So going into quarantine, feeling like I had no control over when my business is going to open up again and having to, you know, face those financial losses. Um, it was, it was really hard in the beginning. And I think that's why I had to like step back from everything I've learned in the past year, being a business owner and learning how to navigate any negative situation and kind of spin it into a positive and wanting to be the best leader that I can be for my team. You, I had to find that strength for myself and kind of find that, mm. um, you know, hope within the situation that, no matter what, you never have control over anything in your life, you know? And so all you can do is just focus on the things that you can control and make your day as bright and as best as you can. And just know that, you know, you're doing, you're doing all you can do and that things will hopefully eventually work out. And that's, that's all you can do really. So yeah, it was, it's, it's been wild for sure. (laughs) I'm inspired fired on a whole new level. And thank you so much for sharing that experience. And I think, you know, especially going through this time, it's bringing up a lot of things about us as humans, right? Leaders, stylists, it's just humans in general, you know, like we had our whole world snatched from us and we were like left, you know, like with me, like I'll work 24 seven to not deal with shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, now you had to live in that space and it's like, and if you are, you know, majority of the time, salon owners in my experience, because I am one, you know what I mean? It's like, we are control freaks. So I loved how it just, I felt at peace when you were like, we actually don't have control of our entire life. It's just realizing that again, that you don't, you never have, and you never will. Mm-hmm. And I was like, took a deep breath. Cause I'm like, oh my God. It's exactly the perfect message that like I needed right now. Yeah. Oh, I know. Let me tell you this. I think so many of us are learning so much more about ourselves in these past three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 months. I mean, 10 weeks <laughs> that we've been 10 months, imagine 10 weeks that we've been okay. kind of on quarantine because everybody's kind of been, you know, shut down at different levels. And I think that now, and I've been saying this since day one, now is really the time to dig deeper and really see and feel what it is that you want, what it is that you want to accomplish, what it is that you want to hit head on, what it is that you want to take out, what it is that you want to remove, right? Because I think we just are so comfortable with being busy. And I know Jay's the same, I'm the same, Lindsay, I'm sure you're the same too, because we're probably all very A-type personalities that have okay. issues. I'll speak for all of us. Uh, and I think that it's <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard to kind of let that go, but letting go of that and and really kind of turning inward and realizing what's important is 
the absolute biggest gift that we could be given right now, because we yes. will never get this time back. We will never get this time back. And so thank you for sharing, you know, that, that piece of your, your story. I think it's important that you also shared that it's triggering you too. It's triggered you. It triggered you in the beginning about kind of going back to being open for like, we're not ready to open for six months. I'm paying all of my bills. We're not getting any revenue. And this is such a big thing. Stylists and owners right now across our country and our world are, are not having, you know, there's no revenue right now or very little revenue. And so I think it's important to be honest about that and showcase the challenges that we're going through, live in it, feel it. Uh, and then when you're done feeling it, get back on the horse and set a plan in place and kind of like go full speed ahead. So thanks for sharing. Giddy up cowgirls. Let's yeah, go. Absolutely. And I just want to piggyback off of what you were saying, Nina, because I feel like I've always said this too. Um, and I'm going to just predict that at some point when we all get back to work, People are going to be missing this a little bit because mm -hmm. when in life do you have this much time to dedicate your energy to things that you didn't otherwise have time to do, and, you know, and it's like, I've always had a laundry list of things that I wanted to do for the salon. And I felt like I never had enough time because it's really just me. I don't even have a receptionist. We're very small. I don't have a manager. Like I wear 10 hats. I do all the booking. I do everything myself. And so this was the perfect opportunity to like hit the reset button and like invest in so that when we go back, we're like coming back 10 times stronger than we yes. were before because now I was able to set us up for like true success at the end of the day. Um, and I think that a lot of people, you know, we're just focusing on like the wrong things where it's like, now is the time to just like prepare, right? Like you just have time to just like really, you know, do the things that you've always wanted to do and didn't have time for. And like, to be honest with you, I still have plenty of things that I could be you know, doing. So I'm really okay if I have like a couple more weeks because I'm still trying to hit that list hard, you know, like I'm coming in hot when we reopen and it's, go. we're going to be better than, than ever. So I think that everyone, you know, needs to stay in that mindset and, and enjoy this time because we're hopefully never going to get it back. Uh, we don't want to, but I think people will miss it to some degree, having this endless kind of amount of time to do things that you really always wanted to do. And I don't think we should take that for granted at all. I'm so shook and I'm woke and I'm inspired and I'm lit up. <laughs> yes. Lit up. Mm -hmm. And I did, so I do want to pivot just a little bit. I do want to say thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm thank just giddy. <laughs> I feel warm and light. It's exactly what I needed today. So I want to thank you for like bringing that joy to my life and everyone listening. Um, but can you, or would you want to let us know what's next for Lindsay Little? Like, is there anything that you want to share with us? Any words of advice that you would give salon owners out there? Like, tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Um, well, like I mentioned before, I've definitely been working really hard on kind of like rebranding. I have new apparel coming out that I'm really excited about. Um, I also have my own line of products. So I'm launching two new products within my line. Yes. Um, and so I'm really excited for that. And what is it? Some advice that I could give people? What was it going back? Yeah. Advice. Just what would you moving forward in their business or just what you've gained over your 20 years of experience? 
I think just, you know, staying grateful in the moment and not forgetting what this opportunity, because I want to call it an opportunity, did for everybody. And I think advice would be, you know, really changing the terminology and keeping things, you know, more positively driven. Like I personally haven't loved saying the new normal. I kind of wanted to say like the next chapter, a fresh start. Uh, Um, I think that's just uh, like a more relaxed way of feeling about things going back. Um, and just trying to keep it like as positive as possible. Again, like I know I've said positive 500 times, but I just think that, you know, you need to start every day with those setting those intentions and going into it as hard as it could feel underneath it all or as scary as it could feel. You have to lead with the idea that things are going to be great and that they're going to run smoothly and that everyone's going to be happy and even more successful, you know? So I think just that would be my advice is not letting the fear, which I like to say is false evidence appearing real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fear, not letting fear take over. Mm, such really great advice. Sitting such great more, advice. Yeah. Just staying grateful, staying and, grateful. And for our owners too, that are listening, because I know it's very challenging for you. You have to have an outlet to let out all of this that you have inside of you. Cause it is very scary. Uh, but also knowing that your team needs a leader right now, and that is very important. Uh, and it isn't being naive. Seeing things in a positive realm isn't being naive. It truly is leadership. And we have to make the choices to be positive. We have to make the choices to see the, the good that could come out of any situation. And so keep in mind, however you go into a situation, moving back into your salon, that's how your team is going to be going back into that situation. So being mindful about what you're sharing and, you know, Hey, you need to go home, scream in a pillow, throw a plate, do <laughs> you, you got to do what you got to do. Cause you've got to let it out. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, but also to your team, you know, obviously letting them know that you're real, but showing them that everything is going to be okay, because we are going to get through this together no matter what. So Lindsay, you're amazing. I'm so glad that I got to learn a little bit more about you today. Thank you so much for sharing such great advice and tips with your boxes and all of your fun stuff with your wet styling. Like these are great tools and things that people can implement in their business going back. And so I'm just so, I'm so thankful. I'm so excited. Like I'm really happy to have you on today. So thanks for sharing all of your words of wisdom. Oh my God. You're so welcome. And thank you. I really appreciate it. I hope that, you know, there is good takeaways for people out there and that we can all just like stay together in all of this, you know, and know that, you know, we are, we are all going through the same thing. Yeah, for sure. So you guys know the drill. You know that you're going to follow everybody on Instagram. So make sure you follow me at Nina Tulio and my favorite guy. It's Mr. J Ladner. And of course, Miss Lindsay at Bang Bang Balayage. And don't forget to follow our sponsor, Oligo Professional at Oligo Pro. We thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us today. And as always, If you learn anything from listening to us today, please know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time.